Good morning. Happy September. Woo! We survived summer. Although it's not over till the 21st of September, but I love the fact that the weather is moving on. More sunshine ahead. I gotta love it. So I, I always wear sunny colors just to coax the sun into doing its thing. So that's my, that's my orange shirt today. Anyway, welcome. My name's Alex, and uh, glad you're here. Um, I'm really excited today because our wildfire mission team is back from Alaska. And uh, our morning is going to be given over to letting them learn ministry. Do you know that's how we do it here? We, we teach people ministry not by sitting them in rows in a classroom, but rather getting up here and just sharing what God is doing in their lives. And it's a powerful, powerful way to learn. I believe Christians learn best when they speak, not when they listen. It starts with listening, but then when you begin to speak it out, suddenly you own it. So that's why we really invest a lot of time in letting our young people have space leading worship and sharing up here on the stage. So I just want to introduce our... I, it's not sufficient to call him a youth pastor, not even sufficient to call him a worship pastor. I, I kind of want to call him my senior pastor. I want to say, I really appreciate you, Kevin. Where are you, by the way? Okay, he's saying, okay, just stop. Let me come up there and have the mic. Can we give a hand to Kevin LaRoche? Awesome. Well, it's good to be with you this morning. Yeah, I think one of the jobs of the church is to equip people to go out and do what God has called them to do. And so one of the big things, um, it's a passion. I'm discovering more and more um, it's a passion for me is to go out and just love on people and to serve people. Um, people that I wouldn't normally walk into, like, just just in, in my own little world. So I have to, sometimes it's beneficial to get in your car and drive a long ways. I'd rather get on an airplane because it's faster. Anybody, like, don't, you, would ne- you don't want to fly. Gretchen, come on, Maxine, okay. Tony, yeah, of course Tony doesn't fly, yeah. How long were you a pilot, Tony? 30-something years, yeah, okay. Well, maybe I will reconsider about it. If you're, if you're afraid to fly, maybe I'll reconsider. So sometimes getting on an airplane and going somewhere and just getting out of your comfort zone and getting into a new place, um, just God does something in your heart. And that's, that's why we do missions. That's why we go out. It's not to, just to spend money. It's not a vacation. You're working, you know, we're 18-hour days at least. Um, and they're long, and it's awesome. You, the, you know, you work harder than you've ever worked. Um, you don't get much sleep. You eat unique food, delicious food, but it's unique, something that you normally don't have. Um, so that's, that's why we do missions. So we've got, we went back to Cloak um, this last year, or this few, well, I guess it's been a week, couple weeks ago. Um, we went in 2015 and 16, um, and then we um, went to Arizona, and then we got right with God again, and then we went back to uh, this year. Um, my heart is I really want the, the students to experience different. What God is doing throughout, um, right now, it's been the United States. And so that's why we've kind of bounced around in different places. But there's just a special place in our hearts for um, Cloak and the people that God has placed on that island. Cloak is on Prince of Wales Island, and it is the fourth biggest island in the United States. Um, and actually, I was doing some research on it, Eight out of the ten biggest islands in the United States are all in Alaska. I didn't know that. Um, the big island of Hawaii, and then Kodiak, and then you have Puerto Rico, 
and then you have Prince of Wales. And on Prince of Wales Island is this town, village um, of Cloac, about 800 people, and it's just awesome. So one of our students said, it just feels like home here. Yeah. And so a lot of them were wearing their sweatshirts. I don't have, you guys wonder why I'm wearing a t-shirt today, because this is my Alaska t-shirt, because I gave my sweatshirt away um, to, to Roy, to one of our students that we hung out with all week. He's probably burned it by now, huh? So um, anyways, maybe Roy's watching, we'll have to tell him. But no, we gave our, some of us gave our sweatshirts away, so um, it was just a privilege to be there and just to hang out. Um, we have something for, I'm going to invite Les to come up. Les is the city planner in, in Cloac. His family is here. If, you're, if you belong to this guy and you, well, how should I say this? Yeah. I'll just have you raise your hand. If you belong to this guy right here, raise your hand. So we have a wife, Wanda, and then grandson and three kids and Probably people out in the parking lot and you know, stuff like that. Hey, Danny, can you bring that uh, one of the things or whoever? Um, last time they were here, they brought that beautiful cedar hand-carved eagle head that's in my office. And um, it's such a cool thing. So when we were working in the woods and helping clean up the trails and stuff, we're just grabbing old branches and throwing it away. And we found this big, huge thing, and we found out it's, it's a conch. Um, so if you're, from Kent, if you're from Kentwood, so it was a conch, and we found out, oh, what they do with those things is they paint them. It's kind of like back in the south where they paint saw blades, you know, and everywhere you go, there's saw blades that have these cool paintings on them. So Ashley, who didn't want to come up here, but she's right over there, um, she painted for you and Wanda this conch, and so Dana has it. So, yeah, I'll just give it to you here. Holy. So this is, this is a raven, and this is an eagle. And this man is an eagle, and his wife is a raven. And so this is just, just something for them to display in, in their house to remind them of who they are and um, that they love one another. You love your wife, right? Lovebirds. Yeah, lovebirds. Yeah, pretty cool. So I asked Les if he would just share a few minutes, um, 30 seconds, 30 seconds, okay, starting, starting tomorrow. Gunnath <laughs> Tish, uh, thank you, and Klinkit, uh, thank you, and Haida, this is beautiful. I just want to share with everyone, in our culture, when you have a representation like this with an eagle and a raven, and they're joined together, that represents lovebirds. And so in our, in our culture, you marry your opposite. So you marry, as an eagle, I marry a raven, and that keeps the balance in our culture. And so this represents my wife and I in our culture. So this is, this is very beautiful. I mean, wow. Um, here, I'll hand it to you, babe. When PK asked me to share a few words, I was thinking about, you know, what, what can you say about this group of kids that you guys sent us? And 
I was explaining to some people back home when we were getting ready. They asked me, they said, wait, who's wildfire? And I leaned real close to him and I said, they're our family. They're our family. And they looked at me and I said, they're here to do whatever I need them to do. So if you have chairs that need to be moved, tables that need to be moved, if you have floors that need to be swept, if you have br brush to cut, if you have grass to mow, if you have totem, how many of you guys raise your hand if you painted on our totem poles? Because my crew ran into a little thing called the weather and we couldn't paint them. The sun came out and I asked PK, do you have some hands that'll come down and help paint our totem poles? Because we had to freshen them up for everybody to show up. And next thing you know, 21 poles got painted. I think you guys did about 12 or 13 of them. It was pretty awesome. And it was done in, in very short order. But when I was thinking about what I would share this morning, and then Ashley got up and spoke about family. PK got up and spoke about family. In our world, that's who you are. That's who you represent. My children belong to their mother's clan. Everything they do brings honor and respect to their mother's people. And so a lot of times when I talk to the, to the youth groups, I ask them, who's your family? Who's your clan? Who do you represent? Who do you stand up for? And in this setting, when they come to Cloak, they not only represent God and the work that God could do, but they represent each and every one of you here in this church and each and every one of us in, in God's family. And... When we get ready to dance, and I don't know if you have pictures or in the video, when we get ready to dance, I usually turn to my boys and I turn to my grandson when he's dancing with us and my daughter and I tell them, sing loud, sing proud, bring honor to your grandmother today because she's in heaven watching us. So do this right bring honor and respect to her. And that's what these young people did for you, for your church, for God's family, was they stood tall, they stood proud, and there was a, there was a minute at the end of the program where we were cleaning up, and I called wildfire around me, and I thank them for the work they did for the last week. But all I could tell them was how proud they made me to know them and to call them my family. And I, and I can say that for my wife. I could say that for my kids. Last night, my kids were saying, we're going to church tomorrow, right? So you're doing something right, PK because they knew they had to get up at 8 o'clock in order for us to drive from our hotel to be here in time for church to start. In our world, your family is everything. 
representing your family, having your family by you, means the world. And I cannot be prouder of my wife, my children, my family, which includes all of wildfire. So when PK said, stand up if you belong to this guy, I was kind of hoping you guys would stand up too. Because <laughs> that's the way I look at you guys. When you show up to Cloak, I tell everybody I'm going to pick my family up in Hollis. And they say, well, do you need a driver? And I'm like, no, that's my family, I'm going. And that's the way I look at each and every one of you. And that's the relationship we have. And in Klinket, you would say, you guys are awesome. And I hope you enjoy the video and the slides that PK has, but if any of the children, any of the teenagers, any of the young people belong to you that came to Cloak, give them a big hug and pat them on the back because they did, they did it right. And they brought a lot of honor and a lot of respect to you and your church and what you do, PK. So, Gunnith Chish. That was the best 30 seconds ever. Good job. So let me ask again, if you belong to this guy right here, raise your hand. There you hey, there you go. There you go. There you go. No, because you know how it works. You, you get halfway there and your wife reminds you you forgot to say something. Um, after church, we brought some uh, fish spread down from Alaska with us. And we mixed it up at the hotel room, so we tipped the maid really well to clean the room. <laughs> but we have some fish spread in the, in the kitchen, so please, after church, uh, we brought a box of Ritz crackers to go with it, too. So please, after church, please join us for, for a little... Uh... By the way, raise your hand if you were in the smokehouse in Cloak. The kids loved it. They loved it. So this is some of the fish that you guys uh, help watch get made, so... That's great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, I really want to give our students the opportunity to uh, share maybe some of their highlights about the trip, but I also asked each one of them, you know, we didn't go on vacation, even though sometimes it feels like it because it's just so much fun, um, but really share with what Jesus has done in your heart. What, what did Jesus do in your heart while on the trip? So I have a bunch of them that are going to come, come up and share, and so... Um, I'm going to call two of them up because one of them was like, hey, I'd feel a little bit more comfortable if there's two of us up there. And so I'm going to ask Umberto and Juan to come up on the stage. Would you guys come? So you know you're in a different place when a guy shows up and says, hey, you want to come out and see the deer I just shot? <clears throat> and that was Irv. And so Irv showed up, and he had just... Uh, just got a deer, and um, he had done everything you do to a deer that you're supposed to, and he brought it up, and he had part of the liver still there, and he said, hey, anybody want liver, like fresh, raw liver from this deer? And only two people in our group raised their hand. So, 
Juan did, did like a champion. He just put it in and swallowed it. Okay? That's the way you do it. Umberto, however, <laughs> chewed it like a cheeseburger <laughs> and gagged a ton. It was hilarious. So, um, so it was just so much fun. So these two guys uh, worked their tails off um, that week and just uh, did us proud. And, and uh, I just love them both. They're like my boys. And so they're just going to share a little bit. Okay? You win. So you want to go first, or you want you can, okay? That's one for the history books. Um, where to start? On Sunday, Jesus. On Sunday, uh, we had Sunday school, and we learned that humans were not made to be alone, and that we thrive when we are together. And that was evident throughout the entire trip. Nothing that we did would have, would have been as nearly as impactful and have been as heavy on the heart in a good way as, if, as a group. Um, Kloak, Kloak's a beautiful place and to spend it, with, spend the time with people that you know and trust and get to know, it's it's indescribable. And to know that God is working through you to better someone else's life as well as your own, that's isn't that was an honor to be a part of. And that's that's all I gotta say about that. So, um, in full honesty, uh, me and Juan came last week in these sweatshirts because we read PK's text wrong and we thought we were going to share. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you think I would feel more prepared having a whole week to think about it. Um, but I just wanted to start off by being honest and saying that I wasn't totally sure what I wanted to bring home from the mission trip this year uh, because I thought I was living my life just fine. And looking back, that was so incredibly naive to say, because that's exactly what was wrong with me. Um, it's just having... I, I hear over and over again on missions and events and just worship that you need to pursue your relationship with God. And somehow, I don't know, the first hundred times I've heard it, I've misinterpreted it, and the hundred and first time on this mission trip, I finally understood that it doesn't just mean having a relationship with God, it means going after more. It means that you can't have enough of him. That, and I didn't understand how hollow and without purpose I had felt until I'd gone on the mission trip. Because at one point, we were uh, asked to help carry the totem, which was really honorable to us. And what they did was they put the totem down, and there was about 15 rows of people, and they would put a, uh, a wooden bar under the totem, and on either side, three people would come to lift it up. So there would be a six people per row, 15 rows down, and that's around 90 people, and we were able to switch out. Uh, and I remember the first time we went to go pick it up, I looked to my left, 
there's some dude who's about this tall. I was going to have to carry a little more weight. So we carry it, and it's just like the raw amount of effort and just the exhaustion I was feeling by the end of it. It felt great because I was doing it for a purpose, and I was doing it for a God that was asking us to do this in this town. And it gave us purpose. And when you have a relationship with a loved one, a family member, a friend, you don't say, hey, how, how's your mom and you? Or how's you and your friend? You say, we have a relationship. Is it good? Is it bad? And you're always aiming for the best part of it you can. And just being able to be in that town and do raw physical work and being able to put yourself to the fullest for his purpose, giving your purpose to him, and letting him dictate what you're going to do, it feels amazing. Because he is the God of love, and he is the God who has planned your entire life out, even if you don't know it. And that gives you another reason to keep going, and that gives you your best reason, because living your life for him is the best thing you can possibly do. And I'm, I am so grateful that you allowed us to come and serve for you guys and for him. So thank you so much. Goodness, Chish. I'm going to ask Delia to come up. She's my new favorite. And you might say, well, wait a minute, PK, you have favorites? I say that to everybody. Like, Michael, Michael, you're my favorite. Because they are. Um, so Delia was your, our youngest one that went on the trip, right? Besides me, you and me. Oh, and, and sis. She did not come on the trip. But she's on this trip today. So um, Delia, why don't you share for a moment, okay? Um, good morning. <laughs> so this was my first mission trip ever. And... And um, I was kind of scared going on to it because um, we've never been like away from family. And um, so the moment that I got to the airport, I felt like a relief and God leading the way because he wanted us to do good for the community in Kalak and for us to work together. Um, so I was in wildfire for a long time. It's been like a couple of months. Yeah. So um, it was like hard because you don't know anyone, but you're willing to do the good that God is leading you to do. Um, the weeks, the week in Kalak was like the best week in my life because we did so many things in like such a little of time and. Um, getting closer to God and getting to know the people and getting closer to your guys' family was like the best thing ever. Um, I think I've learned that to love myself more because I was diagnosed with lower back scoliosis and One night, PK said, if you have any problems or anything, 
just raise your hand so others could pray for you. And my hand was just raised without my intention to do it because I wasn't comfortable of sharing. And my hand was raised and Ashley came up to me and she asked me what was wrong and I couldn't tell her the whole thing because I didn't even mean to raise my hand. But um, after she prayed, I told her and um, she prayed again. And when we came home, I had a chiropractor appointment and I got x-rayed. Um, when the doctor came back, she rolled her eyes because she said the scans were clear of scoliosis. And she said it was a, I think it was a three or five degree um, curve, which could be treated like easily and it won't like affect me like throughout my life if I work on it too. So yeah, thank you. Good job. Did you know that? I didn't know that. I didn't know that happened. Isn't that cool? So, so our God still heals today. Amen? He really does. Um, so I put somebody on the spot today because one of our, we have a bunch of people have to work today that went on the trip. So I put her on the spot because when I sent out the text message, she said, yes, I'll share. And I put her on the spot this morning, and I think she was going to change her mind. But are you going to come up, Sarah? Okay, come on up. So she's going to share real quick. And Ishmael, why don't you come up too? You guys both be up here together. All right. Good morning. <laughs> so this is pretty out of my comfort zone in general. Um, I haven't spoken in a long time in front of a church. So uh, anyhow, the verse um, that I can't remember the address of it, but I can do all things through Christ has been going through my mind lately. Um, so growing up as a kid... <laughs> I was uh, told I couldn't do a lot of things, a lot of normal things like chores, and I just, I remembered wanting to learn like simple things so badly, and um, it was a pretty abusive situation. <laughs> so, um, so coming to this trip, it was such a blessing and an honor because we got to learn all these different skills, or at least I did. Um, and so it just reminded me, you know, like through Jesus, I can learn new things, and it's okay, and... <laughs> It's just amazing. So that verse has just been floating through my mind. So thanks. All right. Uh, I don't have like a big testimony like my sister, but uh, uh, yeah. Uh, so the thing I like the most about uh, this mission trip is uh, the new friends that we've made and like uh, the fellowship in Christ and with God. Yeah, and uh, also, like Ashley said this morning, like it's a refresher to be with your family. Yeah, it was, it was like the mission trip was like a refresher for me. Yeah, just spend time with you guys. Thank you. That's it. 
I forgot to say, too, about Delia. I'm going to brag on her for a second. If you ever need help in the kitchen, like cooking, cleaning, this girl, she was in the kitchen all the time, just helping and serving. When everybody else was playing cards, and, and she was in there with us helping prepare meals. And, um, yeah, and, and her brother. It's cool to see you guys' relationship. I mean, they kind of get a little goofy with one another once in a while. Um, but just how they care for one another was just huge. And you don't always see that in siblings. We're blessed in Wildfire. We have multiple siblings, and uh, you get to see that. But it's really good. All right. Grace, come on up. Grace and Jordan, why don't you guys come up together? Oh, I psyched you out. By the way, come on up. So some of our students were so shy, they're like, hey, we're not going to share. I'm just too embarrassed to share. And so I said, okay, some of our young leaders we're going to ask to share. Hey, if you're a wildfire leader, really quick, just, just raise your hand. Yeah, it's awesome. And you two right here. Okay. So I just want to say, can't do these trips without, without them. And so it's just so fun to watch them grow and, see, and watch them take leadership roles and um, yell at kids. It's really fun to watch. Okay. <laughs> Grace, it's great. Yeah. Um, I just feel so blessed to like, even be able to go on the mission trip. But I'd just like to say that I knew it was going to be a great mission trip when we showed up at the airport. And we're all like checking our airplane seats. And I was right in between PK and Dana. And I was like, how did I even already get so blessed? Like, I just know that this is going to be a great trip. I'm in between both of my best friends. And so, I don't know. It's just such a blessing to go back to Cloak. Um, it, it just feels like home when you go there. I was like, I don't know what it's going to be like. We haven't been there for two years. But we got there. And I was like, wow, this just feels like home. And, like, it's just... I, I, it's just so exciting to, like, go back there, and everybody's so excited to see you. And before the mission trip, we were just talking. We are like, to get the most out of this mission trip, we need to not make it about ourselves, but we need to make it about the people serving around us. And so God put the verse on my heart, Philippians 2.3, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself. So that's the verse that I, like, put on my heart going into the, this mission trip. I was like, this mission trip is not about me. It's not about, like, what's going on in my life. It's about me laying my life down to serve the people of Kloak. And I think because I did that, I got the most out of the mission trip possible. It was so fun just playing games every night. And, but then right after the games, we'd go into, like, deep, deep worship. And it was just, like, it was amazing. I was just... I'm so I'm so blessed to be able to go on, to have been able to go on this trip, and I'm so happy that it just kind of like refilled my spirit. I think so. Yes. Um, for me, uh, this is my um, I think sixth mission trip with RCC, five with the youth team, and then the one to Soboba um, a couple months ago. Um, and I am one of the I guess few at this point veterans of all three Cloak trips. I know Grace was there all three times, PK and Dana, of course. Um, and then was anyone else that went? Oh, Umberto, of course. Little Berto, we gotta see his growth. Um, but yeah, so not a lot of us went all three times and um, it was really, really special to go and see the beginning and the end. I'm not, not even the end, but just the, the new beginning, I suppose, of, of the work that we started. Um, four years ago, uh, when we cleared the park, we, we, we put up that video whenever that 2015 
Um, and you saw the before and after of the trail and, and the clearing of the park. And then year two, we um, kind of did some more kind of kind of smaller projects there to improve that. And then this year, um, of course, we went for the pole raising. And um, just, I, I mean, I have no clue how often it is in missions that you get to see kind of like the fruits of the labor, I suppose, just, just what it was intended to be used for finally happening. And so um, getting to see all that we'd done get used for what it was meant to be for um, was just so incredible. And it was the most exhausting week of my life. Um, we learned Gunath Chish. Um, I made sure to teach Kevin how to say oy vey because I said that more times this week than I can count, um, because we would wake up earlier than I'd like to, uh, eat, go work, come back, um, and then just hang out with um, uh, the people of Kwok, the kids that came out and hang with us. It was super awesome. They're all, um, all our friends now. And, and then we would go into worship time, and it was just a long day. It was from like seven in the morning to like midnight of, just nonstop physical and then, and then mental and then spiritual activity. And it was just so exhausting. And so then, of course, the way that schedules work, the last day is when you have the hardest amount of work, which was carrying the totem pole, which was, yeah, Berto did the math. However many people it was, it was so incredibly exhausting to carry that pole. And at first, it's like, wow, this is awesome. And then at the end, you're like, this is so tiring, but still so awesome. And then, you know, getting the pole up, you'll see that. I think there's probably a video of it. Um, three, over 3,000 pounds, I think, is the estimate. Um, 4,000 when they cut it down, and then whatever they cut off, probably it's over 3,000. So do the math on that. I don't know however many pounds. It, me and PK were saying that it felt like it was more than carrying 90-pound cement bags. So I don't know. It was, yeah, super sweaty, oy vey, all, all week long. <laughs> and then... You know, it's the end of the week because they're doing the, the grand exit of the, the um, dancing teams. And um, at one point, like in between teams, Les um, called for Wildfire to stand and, and, you know, be recognized for the work that we did. And, I mean, all the exhaustion, all of the sweat, all of the frustration, all of the thoughts that are like, you know, this is just, what are we doing, blah, 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 all those negative thoughts that you think when you're tired um, for th three trips all became worth it because of that one moment. It was like 10 seconds, but it seemed like a lifetime just standing and, um, yeah, it was, it was awesome. Um, that's pretty much what I have to say. Yeah, mission trips, you experienced a lot of firsts. And um, just when you're invited, I always tell them, when, hey, when you're invited to, and they put food before you, you just eat it, just whatever. And so I was invited when... Here's one of my first, believe it or not. Um, I was invited to go have coffee one morning with, at the carving shed, and it was a huge honor to be able to go and, and just hang out with um, John, um, who's the master carver, who, who carved the totems, and Les, they're, like, they're brothers, they're like best, best buddies, and so for Dana and I to be able to go, and, and they brought out coffee, and they set it in front of me, and I look inside of it, and I'm totally a foo-foo coffee guy. You know, it's like dessert. My coffee is like dessert. So sugar, chocolate, whipped cream, yes. And so they put it in there, and I look in my coffee cup, and I was like, that's awful dark. 
And so I drank probably three quarters of that black coffee. Never drank black coffee by itself before. I know it sounds odd and weird to you, but it was, I was going to say it was awesome, but it wasn't awesome. <laughs> but the fellowship with these men was awesome. And just to be there uh, and, just talk, and just talk life and just talk life, it was so good, so good. And we got to do, try new things, you know, you know, different modes of transportation. Um, we, ate, we ate bear um, and some of it still had fur on it. Sorry, Ash. Okay. So it was very real. Yeah, it was, um, yeah. So we had burritos one night, and um, so you'll see that in the video. Um, really, a picture, pictures paint a thousand words, right? And so we have a video that Krista has spent countless hours on. And um, so I just really want to show you um, this video as this guy is coming back up again. And uh, I'm just going to... Oh, I should? I have your permission to do that? Okay. All right. You've been called out. Sorry, Alex. I apologize. I don't apologize to Kevin and Jacob, but I apologize to Alex. So big sister, Alex is the oldest. And then her twin brother, Kev. And then Jacob. Would you guys come up? You're supposed to share something. Your dad asked you to share real quick. Okay. These are our new buddies. They, they would come out and work with us during the day when they could. They both have, they have jobs as well. They would come out and work with us during the day. Oh, this is getting serious. Okay. Should we listen in? So they would come out and work with us today, and then they would come around 7 o'clock at night, and we would and hang out with us till about midnight. 12, 15, 12, 30, some nights, one, almost 1 o'clock some nights, and just hang out with us. So they're, they really are our family, and, and so I, I consider them like my kids. I love on them and, and treat them like my kids, and that means good, but also sometimes firm, right, Jacob? Sometimes? <laughs> no. So they're going to just share just real quick, like whatever. Okay. All right. Okay, so... I had no idea I was going to do this. Like, literally, a couple minutes ago, he's like, I'm like, what does that mean? And then now I have to speak about. So I really enjoyed all you guys coming up there. It was really just amazing. I really just loved how connected you guys were with God. And it was just beautiful to see all the work that you have done over the years. Even though I wasn't really involved in the first couple, I really tried to be as much in this one. And it was really just worth it to see everything that you guys have become and what you completed. And that's all I have to say. <laughs> uh, for the first time ever, I actually agreed with him. But it, it was good having you guys. Um, I hope to see you guys back there again. It was really fun working on the trails and stuff with you guys. And it was really good seeing you guys just um, raise the pole with us. It was really fun. Thank you. I agree with them. 
Good job, good job. Yeah. We love them. We love them. So we did get to carry the pole, um, and that was such an honor. It was about a mile and a half, I think, is about. And, um, and it was 37 feet long, just, you know, over 3,000 pounds. And like Jordan said, when we first, and I was in the back, so. And I'm not that big. And so, and you carried it like this. And so when they first say, all right, everybody up, you know, you start going like nothing, it didn't even move. I'm like, oh, did that just happen? And, you know, for the first couple of steps, like, wow, this is really cool. And then after, <laughs> after three steps, like, wow, this is really hard. This is really difficult. Um, please somebody help me. And um, I think most of us carried it the whole way. Um, I got one little break is from here to the door and then got pulled right back in. So just carrying it, yeah, it's such an honor. At one point, somebody, you know, you're just carrying an extra people and you're kind of moving around, but you're still carrying it. One person said, why don't they build the carving shed closer to the park? <laughs> I thought that was a really good idea. <laughs> About... It's about a mile and a half. And so we would probably carry it from here to the parking lot, and then we'd have to set it down. And you take about a minute or so break while Les is yelling at us on the megaphone. And then, um, and then we would, in a good way, um, because there's so many people, and then you'd pick it back up, and then you'd walk it, you know, half a block, and you'd have to set it back down. And it took us about, it took us about an hour and a half, I think, to carry it uh, that far. But just to be there and to, to put it up when they raise it up. The Totem Park is called Veterans Memorial Totem Park now. Uh, they changed the name of it. And so the first totem that they put up that you will see is a veterans pole. Um, and so it has all five branches of the military and then the POW flag carved into it as well. Um, because in Alaska, Native Alaskans are the number one ethnic group um, who serve in the military in the United States. Native Alaskans, and so um, pride of country is such a huge thing, and so for that to be the first pole front and center in this park uh, is very special, and the next year, they're going to raise up four more poles, so uh, yeah, it's just so cool. So let's watch the video. Can we do that? Are we ready to go? I know. We're going to unpause it. I, did, I just wanted to share real quick, too, when you do see the photos of the totem pole, at the top is an eagle and a raven, and they're back-to-back. -back. And so in talking with my brother John, which is actually my wife's uncle, but in the military, you always have each other's back. So the way he carved that was to put the eagle and raven back-to-back. -back. Eagle and raven, again, represents everybody in our culture. So it represents all veterans. And at the base of the totem pole is an ancient Clinket warrior and a 60s, 70s era uh, US soldier. And so when you look at it, the flags are all in, if you get a hold of the Department of Military and Veterans Affairs, when they say you fly all those flags, that's the order that they're supposed to be in. So. There's the six flags, like PK mentioned, but at the top is the eagle and raven who represent everyone and have each other's back, and then the ancient warrior and the modern-day warrior at the bottom. So, 
Ready to go back? <laughs> so good, so good. So thank you for hosting us. It was an incredible week. Um, God showed up in such big ways, uh, um, just in the community, but just in our own personal lives. It was, it was an absolute honor. Um, you know, being a follower of Jesus, going out and serving people is really who we are. It's in our DNA. It's genetically in us to go out and serve and love people that God puts in front of us. So thank you again for hosting us. We're looking forward to some salmon spread right after church. Um, and we're just looking forward to uh, more relationship just as God continues to grow our friendship and our family. Amen? Amen. Amen. Hey, can we stand and pray together? So, Father, we're thankful this, for this morning. We're thankful that you are in the business of changing our lives. And I thank you for um, hearts that are willing to go serve, hearts that are willing to pay money to lay their lives down, and for people to, to sponsor and to give for students to go lay their life down. We're thankful, God, that you give us opportunity. Help us to see more opportunity, Jesus. Every single one of us, God, help us to see more opportunity, the opportunities that you place in front of us to love and serve people and so that they can have an eternity with you. Pray, Jesus, that you lead us and help us to lead people uh, into your presence. In your name, amen. amen. Blessings, RCC. Thank you so much.